Welcome to Encourage Radio. We are so glad that we are able to connect with you today. And we are talking about the big word, better. What does better mean to you? Wow. Well, we're going there both um, at Waterstone Church as well as Encourage Radio today because we want to be an encouragement to you in order to not only grow in your walk, but that better life that God has in store for you. You know, I feel like Jordan right now, what I'm about to say, if you listen to Front Sight, <laughs> so maybe you understand what he's about ready to say. We're in the new year, and Randy, you already look better. Oh, how funny. Yeah, yeah. You've got like this new haircut and <laughs> like, funny. right? Four inches gone. Well, I know. that's because you always like short hair. You're the opposite. Yeah, no, you look for I the think, girls. I yeah. think because we met... And I had short you hair. You look better in short hair. You look better in bright blonde. You're that little blonde haired green eyed Texas girl I met. <laughs> Heck yeah. So that's funny. But no, we are better. Uh, we were talking about better. That is the theme uh, for both um, uh, podcasts for Front Sight as well, uh, um, as well as Encourage Radio. Now, Raina, obviously you are in charge of like our women's Bible studies here at Waterstone Church. And Gosh, you have so many women involved in that, and you're seeing phenomenal, like I think, phenomenal results. So they're doing better at Bible study. They're growing. So your Bible studies in person are sort of like our front site, Yes. but we're just now getting started with the men's Bible study, which has anywhere from 12 to 35 involved, uh, more than that in role, but in terms of active attendance. So we're growing, but you... So the, the ladies are doing better in their growth. We're focusing on men doing better. We're pulling that together in the environment of encourage. So when husbands are learning their things and wives are learning their things, they're not independent. They're able to bring them home and have a better household. Yes. And we're talking about how to have a better marriage. Yes. Now, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into like dates and and biblical numerology and things, but these dates are so cool. So we're going to start 90 days of better on both front sight and encourage. And so what we're going to do over the next 90 days is just talk about how to be better in so many different areas. I'm hoping we have the brain space um, among the team to think of uh, little challenges along the way uh, for family, for marriage, for men, women, right, in their Bible studies to be better. We're hoping to sort of add some little spice and some fun to that, just not not just podcast information. So for 90 days, so for front side, it's January 2nd to April 2nd. That's kind of cool how that oh, falls. Wow, it could have cool. been such an odd date, but mm-hmm. you really don't have to remember, you know, two numbers, like or one number, two and two. For Encourage Radio, it's January 4th to April 4th. So four to four. Um, okay. Is 90 days. It's kind of easy to remember because, like, we started, like, this 28-day challenge, and I know uh, Jordan and I were like, what, what like, day are we even on? Like, you kind of lost track of the days. But to me, it's easy to remember January 2nd to April 2nd, January 4th to April 4th, 90 days of better, better family, better marriage, 
Better Home for Encourage Radio. And we're bringing it together, something fun at Waterstone Kids. We have expanded the filling station. Of course, the filling station um, is our discipleship ministry for families. Mm -hmm. And we offer it on Sunday morning so everybody has an opportunity to participate, no matter what the dynamic of their family. Well, the parents already kind of get extra points if they memorize verses with their kiddos. Well, we are expanding it to our teens and to our Bible study Um, just because within our in-depth Bible studies, they are memorizing scripture. So we're going to be kind of giving away a little bit of merch, a little bit of things like that as, you know, part of that initiative of storing God's word in your heart, because like we share on encourage front sight until we get our heart right with the Lord, you know, nothing else is going right. to balance out. Right. That is our solid foundation and that mm. healthy family make healthy churches. And that's mm-hmm. how these Bible studies, these, in, you know, intensive Bible studies started for men and women right. is to say, we want our kiddos to have healthy families Wow! because that is going to impact children's ministry. It's going to impact yes. family ministries. Come on. So unless we have parents healthy, we only have your kiddos for an hour and 10 minutes. You have them the rest of the week. Wow. And until families understand that high calling of who they are, they're, you know, the next generation is not going to be impacted. And so with the Wonder Project, where we are moving forward, it is about that next generation and it starts with us. Absolutely. Wow. Well said. So yes, the kiddos portion, it's better dads, better moms, better husbands, better wives, better families, and better kids. Yes. Um, With ultimately, like you said, I love the point you made about better parents. So we only have them. So if we can uh, help you become better parents, it, it just, takes what we do on Sunday and just keeps it going throughout the week. Yes. Yeah. And that builds, like you said, those healthy families make um, make healthy churches. And that's where we're aiming. Well, let's talk about how to have a better marriage. Let's just kind of nail down, talk, discuss some points. So here we are. Uh, we are in the first, I believe it's the first Thursday um, of a brand new year. And what better way to start than to talk about with better, just talk about your marriage. All right. So let's talk about this. So um, how many times would you say when you are when you go to purchase something, a car, um, a, a, an air conditioner unit, you know, something small, some small electronic, and they're like, would you like to buy the three-year maintenance plan or extended warranty? Mm. I don't often buy that. No. Amazon, you know, automatically asks for it now. Even I, I went out and bought, but yeah, believe this or not, I bought like a $21 cassette player. <laughs> uh, so you know, a lot of my resources are on cassette tapes. And so b- before they deteriorate, well, even buying that cassette tape player, they were like, do you want to spend, you know, $7.99 for an extended warranty? How many of us actually do that? Not probably not many, especially when you go buy a car and you don't you really don't want to buy a car because you don't want the monthly payment and then they're like for another $7,000 you can have an extent you're like ooh do I well sometimes we do that in our marriage yes sometimes we don't if you will we don't um, go for the maintenance plan yes but sometimes we buy the maintenance plan whenever something has failed yeah and that's we true. are more apt to buy the maintenance plan for that particular item. Right. Because that is something that we have felt the pain of. And right. I think many times maintenance in our marriage, you know, whenever yeah. we are aware of something that we need to work through, right. that is where we maybe do proper maintenance for. 
Yeah, you're right. So often we wait, like John Maxwell said, most of us don't change when we see the light. We change when we feel the heat. Yes. And um, that happens in marriage a lot. So, you know, I work with a lot of pastors, and so I hear this statement. You work with a lot of um, moms, women, wives. I'm sure you kind of hear the same thing. So with pastors, I hear them say, who would have thought that a pastor needed a pastor or a pastor needed counseling? We hear that in, in ministry as well. We hear like, who would have thought a counselor needed counseling? Uh, you hear that in women's ministry, like, I'm in charge of this and this and that. You, you would have thought that I knew how to handle this and this and this and that. We often forget that a, a key component to a healthy marriage is maintenance. Yes. Like, none of us are are there. I think I shared on Frontsight that if you and I continued to parent the way we did when our girls were little, if we continue that now that they're in their 20s, we wouldn't be successful. So we've right. had to learn along the way. Yes. We're like, okay, now they're in their teens. Okay, now they're dating. Okay, now they're married. Okay, now they have kiddos. Like you and I have had to learn how to work through and talk out all of those situations. From, let's look at it like maybe from a car, um, if you will. Um, you've got to check the air filters. Air, air, air filters in this instance are like communication. If the air filters are clogged, well, if communication's clogged, you're going to misinterpret, you're going to misread, you're going to get hurt, you're not going to know what to say, you're not going to hear it, right? Because systems are clogged. Yes. Right? So maybe look at it in terms of like your vehicle. Uh, you, you have to you have to have a maintenance plan to make sure y'all still know how to communicate. Yes. You know, you and I with um, having to take care, you know, there's seasons of taking care of your mom, This all the seasons we've been through. Um, each one of them required us to kind of have to figure out, like, what does this mean now? Because the level of communication and expectation changed. Well, we've we've had to learn through that. Yes. In every every area, a car also has tires. You know, I tell myself to rotate the tires at seven thousand miles, but I don't know how many times I've actually done that. You know, and I tell like yeah. your car, like I look at your car, your car probably needs it. And I'm like, man, it's, it's Ron, come on. It's going to save you money if you just rotate the tires. But then I'm like, ugh, I got to take it in and deal with the, the hassle of your oil needs change and flush out your transmission. No, oh, just rotate the tires, man. That's all I want. But sometimes it's so hard. Like we know our marriage needs maintenance, mm. just like we know our tires need rotated. But we just don't take the time to do it or the oil change. Right, just um, just think through that. Like, so how do you have a better a better marriage? You need a maintenance plan, yeah. and be okay with. Um, I'm a counselor that needs counseling. I'm a pastor that needs a pastor. Um, I'm a wife that's an executive, or I'm a wife that as a manager. Uh, you would think being a manager or an executive that I would know how to manage and execute the situation in my marriage. No, not necessarily, and that's okay. That's okay to admit um, that that you need maintenance. What are your thoughts on that, Raina? Well, I think that it is continual learning. We yeah. talk about that and that self-reflection. And I know that it is challenging, especially in the season that you're in. Maybe you have littles. You're just on oh. survival mode, you know, and whenever they come in at night, you know, during the day, I need this, I need this. And then all of a sudden spouse comes home and every, you know, if you're kind of on that, more, um, my day was worse than your day. Oh, yeah. 
it doesn't start off with a level playing field. And there may be times whenever you feel like your day was worse than their day, but that does not mean that you express it um, through maybe side comments or whatever, because that automatically starts the hurt process because that validation on each side is not there. So it's a continual look at yourself as well as a continual look at the other person of where they are um, and what is going on. Right. So with that, I mean, can I just, I'll just go and mention number two, because you said it, but let's say it this way. So instead of like, coming in and just or as soon as you come home or your spouse comes in instead of like just immediately stating how you feel or what's needed here's another thing we can learn to have a better marriage learn to edit yourself yeah yeah there's so many ways that you can say i really need your help on this because you've dropped the ball <laughs> or i'm going to run if you, you say can, that i know or you can say <laughs> you know what, I could really use some support in this or, hey, how about we go and do this together? Yeah. On the inside, you're, yeah, you're probably thinking you dropped the ball again. Yeah. But that does not mean you need to verbalize it. We have to realize there are things that we've dropped the ball on and that that spouse has picked up. And being able to look at your conversation as the cup half full instead of half empty. Mm -hmm. If you're always negative in your conversation, you know, that just continues to drive the negativity or to make that other person feel guilty for like, say, hey, I have a busy day. Well, you, you know, you're the one that needs to work on it and plan on it and things like that. But we all have to try to figure out how just to word it, to validate, even though it may be true. Right. And that's the thing. But you don't want to spur on a negative conversation versus a positive conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about myself right now. I mean, we were just sort of joking, you know, pre-show time going on about how patient you were with me in, you know, taking care of your mom. Because my, my, my ultimate response was to protect you. Yeah. And your time. But then there were times when I was just, I would say things unedited, you know, like, well, you should just do this with her. And I didn't really think through. I was like, well, Ron, stop thinking. Like, what if your dad, my dad, what if my dad was living with us? And Raina said that to me. You know, I mean, they weren't like hateful things, but they were just like, come on. Like, I get it, Raina. No, edit yourself. Um, I read this on Focus on the Family, I think, or somewhere in, in one of my books. And I wrote it down. The most successful couples are kind to each other. They avoid saying every critical thought when discussing touchy topics. And they will find ways to express their needs and concerns respectfully. Yes. Now, you and I, most most of us when we speak, especially to those that we love the most, most of us when we speak, we speak out of want, like, I want you to do this. I want you to understand. Most of us speak out of need. Mm-hmm. Haven't you seen 18 piles of laundry on the floor? Doesn't that tell you how busy I've been? Can't you just pitch in? Right? You know, like most of us speak out of need. Most of us speak out of hurt or insecurity. Think about that. Let me say that again. Most of us speak out of want, need, hurt, or insecurity. So when we do that, our, our, if, we're, if we don't edit ourselves, some of the very first words that come out to Raina's point is they're just harsh. Yeah. And they're overly negative. And seldom does a negative comment ever induce a positive conversation. Yes. And does that ever 
lead you into restoration. Oh, that's a good point. You know, so if you are continually negative, but then you're trying to move forward and, um, you know, in being able to restore the conversation, right? you know, it's like a dance. It's two step forwards and a step back, two steps forwards and a step back. You're, you're kind of just circling, you know, the same path. Right. So somebody has to give. Right. And just being able to say, hey, you know, let's let it let's start over. (laughs) We've already had this conversation. And that's a pride issue. Yeah. As well within our to prove ourselves right. Right. You know, we may be right, but the Lord is the ultimate one that can come in and restore. Right. And to trust that God's going to work in their life and show that other person maybe in their own time, how to move forward. Right, right. So it might sound like the same thing that I'm about to say, not just edit yourself, meaning, okay, here's the difference. Editing yourself is sort of taking out the the negatives, um, the oxymoronic term constructive criticism. I've never quite understood that term. To construct (laughs) means to build up. To criticize means to tear down. Right. So if you're, yeah, you're never built up if you're tearing something down. Um, but here's what I want to say next. Learn how to soften your startup. Yeah. Um, like that immediate approach um, when someone walks through the door or the first thing in the morning. You know, maybe you spend a restless night of all the things that you need to do today or all the things that didn't happen yesterday. Or, or maybe it was like a text that came through that just bothered you and you sat on it. And, and maybe the very first thing we do when we wake up is we just what they call verbally vomit. Yes. And like, you're like, I'm just, I'm just trying to brush my teeth and (laughs) and the person and you're over there just, you know, blasting them. And, but we, we need to learn to soften like our startup, learn how to soft, soften our approach, uh, you know, which only helps. Like, I think that natural or should naturally happen if you're learning to edit yourself, like ask yourself, I think I did in a previous uh, front sight episode, I admitted where I thought I was positive during this one season, but I went back and listened to my own speech, and I was actually a little bit more negative than what I thought I was. So ask, you know, look back at how how you start. Look at some of the things that you say. Are you actually a little bit more negative, to Raina's point, bottle or glass half empty versus half full? But then use that information to soften your approach, your startup, your lead-ins, I'll even add that. Add to that. Learn how to soften your exit out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the, again, we're talking about how to have a better marriage, and these are some of the ways you can do it. You know, one of the things that you know, Ray and I, we we deal with a lot is helping people repair conversations. Hurtful things were said. The soft and the startup wasn't uh, soft. It was harsh. Um, they didn't really uh, edit themselves, and so they don't they don't know how to repair conversations, nor do they know how to exit arguments. And come back at the right time. Right. And here's what I hear. And I know you hear it a lot. They're like, well, I I just, I have to get it off my chest. Like, I can't just let this sit. So they just keep the conversation going. Like, they don't ever find an exit point and realize, well, maybe I've said all I need to say, but maybe we just need to stop right now and come back to that. Mm -hmm. You talked a lot about that in pre-show. Right. Well, I was just trying to talk about being able to communicate fairly. Right. And um, if we're moving towards restoration, we want to give them that opportunity towards restoration. Right. 
And so unless we keep are willing to keep that conversation going, take a break, you know, being able to kind of breathe into it and then be able to kind of move forward in the conversation. It's just an ebb and flow. Right. Well, I mean, to your point, a lot of folks, they, they keep the conversation going, but it's kept with the negative. It's like one yes. person takes one step forward and they're like, but I know you said this, but here's like they just keep bringing up stuff that just pulls the person down. That is right. Nobody can carry the weight of the past and at the same time step forward into the future. And it goes into so many other areas. If you don't know how to stop the conversation of what did I do wrong, mm. how do I do this, you continue to hurt me too. It's that blame game. Yeah. And many times you just have to kind of take a deep breath and trust that God's going to take care of the rest. Right. And act Boy, in obedience tough. and just say, okay, you know, I understand you know, there's been hurt feelings on both sides, but you know what? I look forward to being able to move forward of That's where key. we are now. That's key. And you need that not only in your marriage, but with kiddos um, in the marketplace, um, mm. you know, at your job. Mm. You know, we can continue to filter through that and not realize that we may be continuing to try to prove our point at the grocery store right. or continue to try to prove our point with our kiddos. And there are times when we just need to stop, whether no matter who's right or wrong, right. being able to kind of move forward in it, because if not, you can just continue that ride in that circle. And you just stay on. I mean, that's a really good, I'm going to write that down in the notes as, as well. Like, have you actually said in a conversation, okay, so how can we move forward? Yes. Like, have you actually said, and now, now meaning this, I think it needs to be said by both. Like, if you're the person that has been hurt, instead of, you know, constantly recalling the past and the negatives, at some point you need to say, okay, all right, all right, let's talk about moving forward. Right. If you're the person that was the one that did the the hurting and all you're hearing is the, ah, bah, 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 you did, it's, you know, like, when was the last time both of you said, okay, all right, mistakes were made, um, things were done, I, I, improvements need to be made, but how, how? I get it, but how can we move forward? Yes. That's a, that is a great way to say it. I should have wrote that down as a point, but <laughs> but we're making the point. So you got to learn how to have a better marriage. You got to learn how to repair conversations, and you have to sometimes learn how to exit arguments and learn how to come back at um, at the right time. Here's another one. We can't stress this enough. Validate listen, and encourage. Even in the midst of negativity, even in the midst of difficulty, um, you have to validate. I mean, that's the one thing I hear around our house, I think, done a lot You know, um, with our girls. All of y'all basically say, I understand or I get that. Those feelings are real. Like you're not just automatically attacking the problem or attacking the person you're validating, like, I get it. That's dark. I get it. That's misunderstanding. I get it. That hurts. Like, what you're feeling is absolutely real. That opens up the door to conversation, and it also allows you to continue to listen. So many of us, and I think especially guys, so many of us are ready. All As soon as the average female says presents a, an issue, the guy has already thought of a four-step plan of how to solve it, mm. at least me. I'm that way. And so we have to learn how to sort of listen 
because while we're trying to think of a plan to solve the problem, maybe we're missing some points that were made. And most people actually will arrive at a decent conclusion if you just let them talk long enough. And, yes. and most time in counseling with folks, I'm like, did you did you hear what you just said? Like you actually answered the question you came here um, to ask me. And they're like, yeah, I hear that now. I hear that. But you have to learn how to validate. Like, I, you know, I, okay, I'm trying to understand or I hear what you're saying or I get it. That is a real feeling. That is a real experience. Today was rough. I understand that. And then listen. But then, you know, none of us can get enough encouragement. Mm-mm. None of us. Mark Twain uh, wrote a quote one time, and he said, I could live for six months off of one compliment. <laughs> wow. I mean, because, you know, in, in the average day, not just in home, but in the average day, work, highway, grocery stores, whatever, there's so much negativity. Yeah. And just... Just, I mean, when's the last time you heard somebody in your life, especially somebody that closest to you, say, I believe in you. Yeah. You can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, we only hear where we need to improve, or I wish you'd have done this, or why didn't you do this, or I wish I wish we would do more of this. When's the last time you thought about taking me out? When's the last time you thought about doing laundry? Whatever. I'm just making up stuff, you know, that's negative. Versus, you know what? I'm proud of you today. Now, listen, that's in the midst of a floor that's full of laundry, Dishes that are need to be done. The cat's over there hacking up a hairball. <laughs> the kids are crying. And you're like, you really want me to be able to say something positive? Maybe it's like, you did well right now by not <laughs> running out the back door. You know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Like, none of us can get en- enough encouragement. And we need to find more ways um, to encourage. All right, so we're going to spend 90 days on better. Let's do this. Try a 28-day, 30-day, whatever you want to call it. Try a 28-day cleanse. Oh, okay. I don't mean drinking lemon juice with honey or whatever that that tox, uh, that, that, that um, <laughs> what tonic drink is. Um, try 28 days of cleansing bad habits, bad actions, and bad routines. Yes. This is a new year. It's, it's time to evaluate uh, what can we do better. Yes. We all fall into routines. We all have certain actions that we're used to, that we've adopted, sometimes to survive, to cope, to get through the day, the year, the month. We have to fall into a pattern, if you will. Let's do a cleanse of that. Like maybe yeah. sit down and ask, what can I do better? Yes. How can I communicate better? Where are we falling into a rut? What are the routines we need to dismiss? So try like a little 28-day cleanse, um, if you will. I mean, if you want to jump on the, tr- the journey of uh, the health journey, you know, let's, let's do that as well. But this is more uh, habits, actions, and routines. Here's another 28-day challenge, not a cleanse, a challenge. How can I get stronger? So I mentioned, I don't know, what was it, what, Jacob, on a month ago, two months ago? Yeah. We just started this little silly kind of 28-day challenge. I kept getting all these ads um, you know, Randy, you started working out and running and still are, and just phenomenal. I mean, you started out running for what? Running slash walking, what, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and now you were up to 45 or something. I don't know what it was. I was like, oh, my gosh, how are you going for that long? And I thought I was doing awesome by working out for like 12 minutes a day. <laughs> and then you come in to work out, and you've got so much more endurance in, in, in that. But we did this 28-day challenge. It was simple stuff like do three sets of 10 push-ups, do four sets of side planks, whatever. Yeah. 
And it went by kind of fast, and we missed a lot of days, I think, because we kind of dropped off whole. I'm, I'm not talking about just that, but I am talking about getting stronger. Um, but I am talking about a stronger core. Um, but it's an emotional core. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual core. When's the last time you put yourself on any type of challenge to get stronger in listening, stronger in encouraging, like lifting somebody's load, stronger in having endurance to last through the day, through the week, through a month, through a moment, through a conversation. Like challenge yourself to get stronger in the core of your marriage. Yes. Listening, lifting, and lasting. I love that because many times, you know, we do start out the new year and you're like, oh, I have a word of the year, you know. But so many times it is external or it's self-sufficiency. Right. Oh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a workout or this will be for me. So many times it's not for others or how we respond to others. Oh, that's a great point. You know, so it's kind of like, oh, my word is stronger, but it's for me personally rather than stronger in how I flesh out my walk with Christ, how I Mm. look at where God is at work Mm. instead of my own agenda, being able to trust God in the direction of my life and trust that I'm going to join him there. Like, you know, the study that we are about to start is where's God working? Mm -hmm. Where's he moving? Not looking at God, um, asking, where are you in the midst of the circumstance? But being able to look above the circumstance and and trusting and having the strength to know that Christ is still in control. Right. And he has an ultimate purpose and we're there to join him there. So that does take a different type of strength. It does. That, you know, Absolutely. is not necessarily what we tend to focus on. That is such a good point. I never thought about that. Not every word is that way, but yeah, for those that name a word of the year, a lot of it's just more I oriented rather than self. But this our word for at least 90 days to start off the new year, um, our word is better. But it's, it is better me, but it's how can I be better at listening to my spouse? How can I be better at lifting my spouse's load? How can I be better at lasting, like, you know, endurance in conversations and endurance in helping them work through bad habits? It's it's more her or him focused in the mm-hmm. marriage. That's a really good point. I never even thought about that. Um, one, about the word that for the new year, but how often that word is more self, which you do need a word for yourself. We're not dismissing that. But yes, this is such a different angle at it. So it's a 28-day cleanse and a 28-day challenge to get... So how to to have a better marriage, you got to have a maintenance plan. You need to edit yourself and soften up your startup, learn how to repair conversations, learn how to exit arguments, validate, listen, and encourage, and maybe just put it into a 28-day process. Um, just try it for a month, if you will. And actually, 90 days is three months. But I think if you start that first month, the Lord willing, it's going to carry you through the the remaining um, 60 days. I think we can do this. Yes. I honestly believe we can see better marriages come out of 2024. Yes. And um, like we talk about, just that foundation in Christ, be sure that you are filling your tank and he is the one that is going to give you that foundation that you need, that that spouse will never fill you. Oh, man. You know, a hundred percent. Right. But that's the reason why Christ draws us back to him. Right. 
And when we do that, our filter is better. We're able to have that strength to get up and to be maybe a better listener or to be able to stop and listen before we speak or correct or challenge. And so I'm excited. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be be better. It's going to be better. And actually, when you said our filter is going to be better, you you mentioned it. Like you mentioned point number one, change the air filter, the oil filter, like your filter. Most of us need better filters. Yes. So we can actually manage the day and make our marriage better. This was good. Yeah. Here we are, the first Thursday of the year, and you guys are Woo-hoo. already on your way to better. <laughs> we love you guys. We're praying for you guys, and we pray it's going to, we know it is. We're already believing God for a better marriage, a better yes. year, a better family, because better marriages make better churches, and that's, Lord knows we need that. Amen? Amen. All right. God bless. Have a great day, and have a better new year. Woohoo!